Hey, podcast listeners, this is Paul. We're really excited. We're going to be out at the Diesel Nationals event at XDP in New Jersey, September 17th. And we'll be over at the XDP Open House there in Wall Township, New Jersey, on September 18th. Stop by the booth, talk to Bob Peterson and myself. We'd love to hear from all our podcast listeners. The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for listening. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Danny, uh, XDP Monster Truck Show? How much nitrous did that guy burn oh my per run? God. I'm telling you, that truck is so amazing in person. But then when you actually get to talk to Dave and find out so much more about it and what's behind it and the backflips and crazy shit he does with it, it's it's next world. We asked him what kind of nitrous setup he has. He said, I got a, I got it all, Danny. I got a full throttle, half throttle, momentary switch. You name it, it's in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also recently did the DPF on with Matt Rosenberg. That was such a blast. That's going to be such a cool truck when it comes into fruition here. We just opened up a lot of stuff with a twin turbo DPF on truck. Absolutely. And then we had a very unique opportunity. You, Nick, and I got to sit down and talk about our responses to the Clean Sweep video and the New York Times article. Man, uh, how awesome. My baby's born this month, and I'm in the New York Times in the same month. Woo! Danny's about to have a baby boy. Congratulations, all of our podcast listeners. Feel free to post on his Facebook page. Thanks, I'm sure brother. he'll be letting us know when uh, baby Nolan is here. Yep. Baby Nolan. Awesome. Uh, today we got a good one, too, huh? Oh, man. It's going to be a good show. I'll tell you what. So I got a Facebook message on the podcast page the other day. It said, hey, I want to talk to you about this, this, and that. And I said, okay, cool. Uh, like, like, that sounds like a cool truck. How do you want us to work it into an episode? He's like, well, I want to finish up on that conversation you and Danny had about 750 horsepower on a stock bottom end LBZ. And now it's time to introduce Larry LaPan. How are you today, Larry? Doing great. Doing great. Excellent. Larry, Danny did not know that I had set this podcast up. He actually walked in today and had no fucking clue who would be on the phone with us. <laughs> oh, so... I am really excited because this will give us a great chance to have a continuing follow-up on 750 horsepower for a stock bottom end LBZ. Now, Danny, for our listeners who have not listened to all of our episodes, is under the assumption that is dangerous. Too dangerous to recommend to a customer, if I remember correctly, Danny. I'll still hold firm there, Paul. Yep. Still hold firm with that. I said it is no less reliable at 750 horsepower than it is at 650 horsepower. Therefore, if it's going to break, it's going to break. You might as well go for the money. Larry, where do you fall in on this conversation? Um, you know, I strongly believe that you can take them up in the 750 area um, if it's done right. That is a really important note to make there, that throwing a giant single S475 or throwing some insane twin kit on it and then only having enough fuel for 750. There are wrong ways to do this. And there's wrong ways to do that's anything. Right. There's a right way, a wrong way, and a Paul way. That, that's, I, that is correct. Um, <laughs> but, Larry, before we get too far into your truck and your build in this episode, I just want to ask, how'd you get your start in diesel performance? Um, our uh, local polling around here, uh, all the guys started polling. Uh, I always had gas truck, uh, gas truck, uh, trucks, and uh, my wife always wanted me to get in and pull and I would never pull it, never pull it, never pull it. And uh, then my son bought a, actually this truck that I'm in right now. And I just started falling in love with diesels and 
I ended up buying an LB7, all three, which I still own today. And, uh, you know, it just kept going from there, kept going from there. I started truck pulling and caught the fever, and it's just been build after build. That first hook will get you. Oh, yeah. That's why they call it a hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So tell me about your current setup. What are you driving? Right now, I am an 07 LPZ. Um, we actually, let, let me actually start back to where we first initially started this build. Um, I ran a truck stuck with a built transmission tune in it with a stock transmission. I pulled all season with it. I did 20 hooks or so. Never got, uh, I, I never, I'd say I was a top seven truck that year. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's not stock. It's not got a stock turbo. And, you know, we just did a lot of good work on it and with the tuning and stuff. And it just set up everything, you know. It was the biggest thing. Um, were you screaming at your phone when we did the Dirty Hooker Diesel podcast and we were talking about how setup is so important? Were you just like, setup is fucking everything? Yeah, it is. It is. You know, setup's a big deal and pulling it really is. Everything. It's everything. So, uh, you know, then I went through the winter and it's a plow truck. It plows every winter. It's going to plow this winter too. It's still my daily driver, still my work truck. So, um, this past winter... About last year, I pulled it, and uh, we, the only thing we had done to it is I had put 40 over injectors in it and a 10-millimeter stroker pump and built the transmission. So I took it through last season, and I was at least a top-five truck pulling, uh, which is our work stock. Our work stock up here, you have to have a totally stock turbo. It can't be touched. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it's a kind of a tough rule we're trying to change. We're we're trying to go so to that rule. We went so. <laughs> that summer, and we hooked, and we, God, I must have pulled. I think I did forty pulls that year. Wow! Last year, holy on shit! On the truck. Yeah. Then plowed with it for the winter. Um, come springtime, close to spring, all of a sudden I started. Uh, I'm losing antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> so. It was time to uh, take it back in. We tore it down. The bottom end looked great on it. So we put studs in it, put 100 over injectors into it, uh, put a Danville Stage 2 turbo into it, 68 millimeter, with 2.5 cover. And, you know, the biggest thing that we did is the tuning. We just kept on the tuning. Unfortunately, in my area, we don't have a great place to go get dynoed or anything like that. So it was just data log after data log. I think me and Corey Willis, and uh, we must have did 46 logs. Oh, my God. Just testing the truck, testing the truck, make sure that we had it the best it could be. And uh, this year here, I've been out on the circuit, and I've done no worse than second place. No shit. Great job, man. Yeah, I actually jumped up with the two six guys. Had a benefit pull and got fourth place out of the deal. Whew. Did that piss a whole lot of two six guys off? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, my, my big thing here is, and, and the biggest thing why I want to do this is, this truck right now, I mean, it hasn't been dyno, don't get me wrong, but 100 over injectors, and I'm draining at full throttle, draining a 10 millimeter stroker pump, 900 PSI. Not pulling, 
that's just full throttle. Right. Uh, you know, so we're definitely tweaking this truck, uh, tweaking it hard. But I, again, you know, I still think tuning and just setup is is the biggest thing. And I believe that you can do these LBZs like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we've seen several of these similar setups come here on our dyno and make on our dyno make right around that 700 horsepower mark, which is well over what Danny would have recommended for a stock bottom end. I just want to say, and to put 40 hooks on that setup, I think definitively proves my point. Uh, may I? May I? Uh, I feel like I got baited in this episode. I had no idea this was going on, so I'd like to kind of re- rewind this a little bit. So my statement was i don't feel comfortable giving somebody 750 horsepower that doesn't have full access to a shop that's a first-time diesel owner somebody that just got into it we don't want to bump them to 750. if they're a guy like you that wants that wants that grenade tune i call it that could go off at any time absolutely we'll give that to you but if you're the type of guy that just got into this whole entire deal and you just got air quotes hooked i'm not going to give you 750 horsepower dick Hey, <laughs> unless, 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 unless you really, Larry agrees, you're a mean guy. Unless you really want it, I don't want you to lose your motor and then get out of pulling and out of diesel all in general because you thought 750, you're gonna go for it, and and now you're king, king swinging whatever, and now you're 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 singing the blues. I think so. I think you're changing the argument. I no, think the we, argument was should you and would you recommend, and and the answer you said was no, you shouldn't, and no, you wouldn't recommend. And the proof is, yes, you can. That's that's the conversation here. So, with that now, being let said. Me, let me add something real quick to this. Now, this truck here, I run on my highest tune, my max effort tune, every day, all day, no matter what. The only time it gets turned down is in the winter, or if I'm pulling, I'll turn it down to a cold tune. Other than that, it is run on kill. Danny is out of his seat actually shaking with curiosity right now he literally had no idea i was going to do this to him today if you guys could see this on a video cast <laughs> it would be so good go ahead danny i know you're about to explode what i, I just want to say if you're riding around on a kill tune that's just living the lbz life <laughs> and yeah can we do that yes can you um do a lot of things yes but should you you know darn well where the limitations are on these motors and you know um what by asking discovery questions with your customer and like i said in the past it's so personable when you sit down with somebody and do some tuning for them you want to dial it into their needs so if that isn't in the cards for them why even why do that to somebody is my is my point unless they're out there pulling every weekend or drag racing there's no reason they need 750 plus horsepower on a stock bottom end putting that motor at risk. You might have 40 hooks, you might be plowing snow, you might be plowing the competition, but I pulled against a guy all year long, had a 07 LBZ with about 800 horsepower with a stock bottom end. I just wanna put that out there. And I never beat him once. Okay. Erroneous. Okay, I never beat him once, openly admitted. But I'll tell you, every time something happened to his truck, every, every hook, he even, was nervous to death, but he did tell me, today's the day, Danny, it's gonna blow. Today is the day, I have a feeling. I'm like, stop, I have to get away from you. I don't even wanna talk about blowing a motor right now because I'm <laughs> in that same situation possibly. So, Larry, did you feel that way? Did you feel stressed out? Did you feel like you were at the limits of what your truck could handle? No, no, uh, not at all. And I actually sent you guys over some pictures uh, when I sent everything else over, showing my um, CTS 2 scanner uh, where I re- was recording, and my, one of my top RPMs being 4,700. Two. 
Who? Which, which, by the way, Larry, that's probably a little bit outside of your your efficiency range for that turbo. Like you probably aren't making very much power at forty seven hundred. So if we nope. bring those RPMs down, well, might get a little more feet. Now I'm at it, and and this is the key. And I think this is why I'm I'm uh, I'm actually doing as well as I'm doing is I do get into them RPM ranges, and I've actually just started to try shift into fourth gear. I uh, use fourth gear. Okay. But. I'm finding that if I bring them RPMs up in that, my wheel speeds a lot more, and by the time I get to the other end of the track, it draws my RPMs right down into my perfect range, and that gives me that extra pull out through there. And that's usually how I usually win, or, you know, place as well as I do. Okay, so walk me through a little bit of your strategy of sled pulling. So when you pull up to the, you're, you're, we'll start you off, you're sitting in the line. They just called your name. Yeah, you're, they called your name. You're, you're in the line, right? Because you got to go get in the yeah. truck. So, so you're in the line. You're waiting to hook. It's your turn to hook. What do you do? Basically, uh, first thing is uh, my wife or my brother-in-law is on the uh, radio that we have in here because I got mobile radios for work, and they're telling me make sure you shut the air conditioner off. It robs horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Checklist number so, one. Check. Checklist number one. As I'm pulling up, I'm shutting the air conditioner off. As I pull in front of the bolt and get ready to back in, I arm my uh, locker switch, get that armed up, back in, and I hook up. And as of now, I've just started using third gear start. I have never used it, but the last few pulls I've been using it, and I like it, uh, but I've never used it before. So I uh, back in, and we're, we're, we put our helmets on as we get hooked. So I put my helmet on, put it in uh, manual, drop it into third, pull it forward, tighten it up, and then I just set my RPMs to release. And uh, once I get out of the hole and everything feels good, I like to creep a little bit out of the hole. It's just been a habit of mine. I just try to get nail it. I get the RPMs up and I hold them. And you just... I'm monitoring everything I can, and it's a quick run. It really is a quick run, but I monitor everything I can. If my RPMs is up around 45 or so, I know I'm going to have that better pass. If they drop below, I tend on the other end. She does work, but she spins out. You know, and again, it's it's a lot of fluid setup and track conditions. Um, I actually made one mistake my first pull this year, and it actually put me in a hospital. I hopped so hard it blew me into the center console. Not oh my, my God. breath now. I mean, it just bruised my back. It was crazy. That is fucking wild. No. Sandy Tracker, uh, what's up? What caused all that hop? Um, that was my own stupidity. I had put a uh, leveling kit into it. And even with the torsion bar bolts all the way out, it just did put the front end down enough when I pulled the throttle. It just ejected the front end right in the air and it just was just hopping it was just insane that's what tony burkhart told us not to do is run you know that's it yeah we we asked tony burkhart of dirty hooker diesel what are some of the the number one things you see sled pullers make mistakes with and he said leveling kits is is number one he's like that's Mm -hmm. the most common thing guys put it on because they look nice then they go hook to the track once a year and they do just like you said they bounce like a bouncy ball all the way down yep now I, I actually listened to that podcast, and I was kicking myself in the butt the whole time. Thinking, yeah, <laughs> that's a big mistake. So, um, we were talking then, to you. you. Know, they, they call out, and this truck, that's the only time this truck's ever bounced 
any way, shape, or form. Oh, wow. It's just been great going down the track. Um, you know, again, I still strongly believe uh, RPMs are that what's helped me to fall in and get into my horsepower at the other end when you need it. I strongly uh, disagree with you, but that's okay, Larry. I yeah, still, no, well, here's the math. Here's the math. Here's why I disagree, okay? If, if you're at 4,700 RPM, okay, you're thinking that this, the weight's going to hit and it's going to pull your RPM down, but your truck's making less power. So if you make, and I'm just using round numbers, if you make 300 horsepower at your perfect RPM, let's just call it 3,200 because that's where most turbos make beautiful. They, they make their peak power right around 3,200. But at 4,700, your truck's only producing a portion of that power. So you're only producing, let's let's just get again round number, no math here. You're only producing 200 horsepower instead of your 300 max. Now the weight hits, it drops your RPMs down. You're seeing it saying, okay, well now my RPMs are going right into the sweet spot, right? But if you were making more power when the weight hit, you would push further through it with the weight hooked to you. Does that make sense? It, it does, and I've I've actually tested it with this truck. Um, it's just going to, I have to go into fourth gear to get the RPMs down into my RPM range. Absolutely correct, and which I is why we that. do third gear starts and then hit fourth gear about half track, right, Danny? Yeah. If you have that much power, yeah. you can hit fourth, but that's, I, I try to stay yeah. third and gear. And I've actually, uh, that's the three times that I took second place. <laughs> nice. Nice. I just want to go back to what you said. Uh, no. I was listening to you. Uh-oh. So you guys were saying, you know, you, you got all this power in this LBZ, stock bottom end, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So, I Andy, just, we gave you a pass. It's your birthday. You don't. You don't have to win this argument. We are, we'll let the listeners decide that I'm right. Hey, listen. When you know, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> so let me know. Let me tell you what I know. Okay. Let me go back here. You said you lost fluid, and I'm gonna guess you had an upper radiator hose that popped off, huh? No. No. Okay. No. Exactly. So let's <laughs> dig into why, what kind of, how you lost fluid and where it was losing it at. It was a head gasket leak. Okay. So, head top end. Top end. Okay. Nothing to do with the bottom end of the motor. So. So what's yeah. your point? Now you got a guy that has a fresh LBZ, wants to kind of just get into this. Yeah. You're going to tell him that, oh, we'll bump you to 750, you might pop a head gasket. Well, fucking Larry would tell you that. Well, Larry would tell you that because <laughs> it happened to him. <laughs> But this guy, this beginner, doesn't want to know that. Let him go. Let him. What do you got to say, Larry? It, it, it's the thing, too. That, that was two years of complete beating in hell this truck took before she popped her head gasket. It is an LBZ. That they, is true. They do take a beating. I mean, tr- let's get real. They yeah. do. But to put a rookie in that situation and to scar him for the future. I gotta say, I, I'm gonna fully explain all options to somebody if they're gonna try to It's your birthday and I'm gonna let you go, but that that was clearly not a distinction on the original okay, art. so why don't you tell me that Guy Tripp of SoCal Diesel was wrong? Why don't I you, did, I told Guy he was wrong. Okay, you're gonna tell me the master engine builder of the I country told, I is told wrong? him on the phone he was wrong. People can do a lot of things. You can, you can- Larry, tell, Larry, feel free to tell Guy Tripp right now that you disagree with him about how far you can push the stock bottom end of an LBZ. <laughs> I, I do agree with that. I do agree that you can push him and that I don't believe what he's saying. But he's, a, you know, and I do will say right here, he's a heck of an engine builder. And when I, you know what I mean? And he's going to, I've got a phone call into him to build mine. I mean, I'm going to build my motor. There's no doubt about it. But I'm going to take it. I'm not getting rid of this motor. I'm going to build a whole nother motor. I'm going to take this motor as far as I can take it. 
my disagreeing with somebody has no reflection on the amount of respect I have for them. I do not have respect for any other engine builder more than I have for Guy Trip. And I have I even even that. a tiniest amount of respect for you, Danny, just because we're coworkers, and I, I have to. And by the way, <laughs> don't give me this birthday crap. It's not until tomorrow. Anyways. <laughs> I don't need well, to... by by the time this airs, it'll th- this law will be like two weeks ago, so right. you'll already be an old guy then. And then hopefully, I don't even want to go there. I'm I'm gonna say a prayer tonight for you <laughs> that you make it through the rest of the season with all this talk. How about... many how many more polls do you got left, Larry? Um, we've got approximately four more. Ooh, Danny, don't jinx him. I'm not. You're you're the one <laughs> jinxing him. You're the one that brought this up. Larry, I do want to get some. Kid. Go ahead. Here's the kicker. I'm taking a drag racing too. i love his attitude larry um i can't blame you because if it's staying together absolutely you're gonna get it built anyways this is part of our conversation before if we know that you're gonna potentially have a motor or you are gonna have a motor build in the future we'll give you a kill tune we've already discussed that so if you're a guy that doesn't want to spend 25 30 grand on a build we're not going to do it for you. It's as simple as that. The fact is the fact, and we can move on now. Gotcha. Right. If you want horsepower, call Paul. Um, okay. <laughs> He's just cringing. If you guys could see how mad I have Danny today, I feel so bad, but I don't. Okay, Larry, I do want to get some actual good content out there for the listeners. What's the best piece of advice you could give to somebody new to sled pulling? Um, to definitely talk to people that have been pulling for a while. Uh, really look up, look at setups, and I can't stress to so many people. Please, you guys, been running your Darmaxes, put some tie rod sleeves on at minimal. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of pulls this year where they let some new guys in, and right off the line, just front ends flying everywhere. So we had five trucks right in a row do that. Oh, see, that's to me that ruins that ruins the sport for somebody. That's somebody who knew nothing about sled pulling. They had no education. Their buddies talked them into it. They said, you'll be fine. Don't be a bitch. You hook to the sled, and in two feet, you're broken. And the first thing you want to do is punch your friends in the face. That would make me never sled pull again. I would never do it twice. We had one guy come in with a lifted truck. No. I mean, just just lift the truck, Duramax, and when they were pulling him off the track, you could see the transmission, the, the transfer case wobbling up and down. The front end was just, it was just, everything was just, I, I guarantee he put transmission forward new in that truck. Oh, there's somebody who will never sled lift. pull again. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Best piece of advice. Talk ask somebody, people, yeah, talk, talk to, to somebody. You. I love it. Okay. Don't talk to me because everybody always asks me how to do it. And then I see them the next week at the track doing what I told them to do. And then they whoop me up. <laughs> I'm sick of that game almost. I played that for years. Okay. What? <laughs> That's so funny because it's so true. Like you, you do, you go to, you go to be a nice guy and you're like, yeah, you are a competitor though. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get you. There's a fine line between working at Duramax Tuner, competing, and then still trying to be friends and also, you know, have competition. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun, though. There's a lot of fine lines. A lot of fine lines. Okay. Larry, um, outside of the turbo and the tuning, what was the most impact any one mod made? Um, outside of the turbo and the tuning was definitely uh, uh, the injectors and the stroker pump. That makes a ton cool. of sense. Got to get power. Yeah. Got and, to get power. You know, I just want to add in, too, I haven't seen EGTs pulling down the track over 1,600. 
eh, EGTs and sled pulling are something I I never really cared about. To be honest, like I think I got a buddy down in South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Cliff Hutton, who owns Triple C Diesel. And uh, he once told me, he's like, well, I took all the EGT probes out of my sled pull trucks. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that, Cliff? He's like, well, it's not like I'm going to stop if they get high. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a really good point. Like, yeah. they're not going to stop me. But something behind that is I'm a strong believer, and it may be my personal opinion, but I think in cooler EGTs like that, because I know a lot of guys that run up around 2,000 mark, that little ways down, I think the cooler EGTs are definitely helping this motor, definitely. Yeah, I mean, so we actually we were just talking about EGT management on our last podcast with Nick, right? Mm-hmm. Danny and we were talking about how EGTs, when we're over a certain breaking point, so 1350, anytime we're over 1350, they're bad. And the hotter they are, the worse, right? Anything under, it doesn't really follow that same parts wear. So, like, for normal daily drivers, if you're seeing your EGTs at 1,000 or 1,200 degrees, that that doesn't wear on your parts any more or any less than they would if the truck was operating at 800 or 900 degrees, right? That's right. Once we get over 1350, 14 is bad. 1450 is worse, you know, and it just it keeps getting worse the higher you get. So then managing them down makes a lot of sense. That could be a huge impact for why it has lasted. There are a lot of guys talk about drive pressure and how if they can set their truck up um, with the right drive pressure ratio that they can have something that stays together for a long time. I'm sure that's not something that you're currently tracking, but have you noticed any other potential problems as you've put this together? What was the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome? Uh, we're putting it together. Um, God, the biggest hurdle, to be honest, I think was the tuning. I think that's what took us the longest. It was the biggest hurdle to get it right. And I just, you know, just data log after data log, like I said, just to get it right. You know, if we gave it a little bit more, I noticed, and, and this is probably where I've got a little experience, maybe, I noticed the truck not running just about right. And we look at the data logs, and we brought it back, and we, we went below, we went above, we went below, we went a little bit above, a little bit below. It just kept going until we just found that fine line where the truck just runs amazing. Just runs amazing. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. Larry, I really appreciate your your advice, what you're telling our listeners, but I honestly think that the best thing that you've done for your truck to get to you know your setup to where you want to I think honestly, your fueling, your turbo, your turbo setup, and also that third gear start you were talking about, those are probably your strongest points of your truck. Is why you're doing so well. You got the right turbo, yeah. you got the right injector size setup, and you got that third gear launch. I, yeah. It's hard to beat that. I see guys launching in first and second gear, and I'm like, man, I'll tell them after the poll. <laughs> it's too, it's too late now. So if you own a Duramax and you're sled pulling, give Danny a call yeah. at eight one five five six eight seventy nine twenty. What, what's your fucking extension? Twenty one twenty four. Twenty one twenty four. If you're looking for a third gear start and then no power because he won't give it to you. That's not. True. <laughs> if you want, if you want somebody to give you honest advice of, um, how not to blow head gaskets how not to blow a motor, and how to get the longevity out of this thing um, on your own budget, on your own time, and on your own nickel, you call us. If you want mediocre advice with somebody who will have more smart-ass comments than solid input, 
feel free to call me, 815-568-7920, extension 2122. If we talk long enough, I might even give you good advice at some point. Maybe. Probably on accident. No, Paul, you give up. We, you we give do, we advice. do. I know we're, we're fucking around. Uh, we, we do try to actually be professionals when we're at work. Podcast is more fun time, right? Right, and we I take this seriously. So I'm really glad to have a guy like Larry on our show, even though it was unexpected for me. But I'll, I'll get to give you credit for going out there and doing it because half these guys... They say, oh, I have this big, beautiful LBZ. I don't want to get it dirty. I don't want to get on the track. I'm not going to hook it. Bitches. And <laughs> um, if you have a truck like that, have fun with it. But For sure. don't have too much fun. Have fun with it and break shit, and then you can call us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Larry, if people want to get in contact with you and they want to learn more about you and your truck and follow this truck throughout the, the rest of its sled pull life, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? On my Facebook page, um, it's under my name, Larry Lapan. Can you spell your last name for us? L-A-P-A-N. Excellent. So let's all flood Larry Lapan's Facebook page with yeah. comments about how much we want to see his truck pull. And uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Boss. Thanks for listening. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Nick Pregnance, and I just want to let you know that we're going to have an awesome episode coming up this Monday. It's going to end the hoopla between Danny and Paul about the 750-horsepower LBZ thing. Our episode is going to be called No Man's Land. It's going to help you navigate the area between 550 rear-wheel horsepower and 800 rear-wheel horsepower, what you can do to mitigate your risk as you run your stock bottom-end LBZ or LB7 or whatever in that area. We're going to talk about what kills engines, heat, pressure, RPM, maintenance, and what we can do to control those, how it applies to those elements. So how you, how would you select a turbocharger for that? How would you select injectors, injection pump, tuning, setting timing, rev limits, air fuel, TCM, uh, what smoke and rattle means. So we're going to really dig deep into this thing, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'll see you on Monday. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. My wife or my brother-in-law is on the uh, radio that we have in here because I got mobile radios for work. And they're telling me, make sure you shut the air conditioner off. It robs horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Checklist number so, one. Check. Checklist number one. As I'm pulling up, I'm shutting the air conditioner off.